subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Hey, man, is that you? Kate. Hi. That- I was just about to go on a... I was just about to go on Instagram and be like waiting on Todd Hancock. And there <laughs> it's hilarious because I'm testing out my mic. I'm going, hello, check. Hello, hello. And I, right. I was like, did and I? And then I looked up and I, yeah, These, it, this whole thing still, no matter how many times you do it. Yeah. I'm like, it, oh, I think she's here. And then, and then I was like, no, she's not here. And then I look at the top left. I'm like, oh, she actually. I'm did. always, I'm always early. I'm a nerd like that. I'm yeah. always early. Are you gracing us? Are you gracing us with birth with uh, with your the birthday was awesome. Good. Um, I knew you were a good dude when you were like, we can't do it on the thirtieth well, because my wife's I, birthday. I can't even believe I forgot in the first place that that it You're was my wife's birth. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Are you joining us with video as well? No. Oh, you're I've not. Oh, well, we could have just. Done I'm you. I'm just saying, waiting on at Todd because it's not even seven yet. Oh, I see. Oh, I see what you're doing. Oh, you're you're waiting. So people know, and you can find me on Instagram when we're done. That's it. I'm not going to be rude. Fair. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Seven o'clock at seven o'clock on the dot when the when the clock strikes seven. Near, I'm all yours. And I assume I can curse because you've had porn stars on here before, right? Well, I've had yeah, I've had you know seven hundred guests, and two have been in the industry. That's it. That's it too. Yeah. I mean, and I tell you, I get a rough ride for it too. I think it's great. I, I, you know, I honestly, Kate, I just interview people that I think have a good story to tell. Yeah. I love your roster of people. I mean, you've got athletes, you've got musicians, you've got actors, you've got writers, you've got all sorts of people. I think it's great. Yeah, we definitely, we, we run the, the, the gambit yeah, for sure. Porn. Everybody watches porn. Whether I mean, they if you don't, if, if you're saying you don't watch yeah. porn, Come yes, on. Yeah. You are absolutely lying. Yeah. 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 You call your, you call your wife mother. If you're, if you <laughs> say you don't watch porn. Yes, totally. Kate, where do we, like, where do we start with you? Your resume is absolutely freaking. I'm a blue collar actress. It that. is amazing. It. Like you're the, you're Broadway, you're off Broadway. There's TV, there's film, there's, yeah, but, you know, voice you know. work. Uh, I'm I'm grateful, but I mean, I often joke and say I've done everything except infomercials and porn. But you know, work is work is what that, I'm getting at. Like, was that, is that know? part of like the the sunset of uh, Kate Miller's career? Not or at all. <laughs> it might be. It might be the peak. Not the sunset. No, no, not a swan song. No. Uh, oh, my husband and I joke that, that I should start a new category called Puma, not Cougar, but Puma. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. I'm wondering then, uh, Kate. What is the what, like? What was the stuff being played in your house? Like, what are the TV shows and like movies and stuff? We're what big the, on on anything that's well scripted. We're no, about I, no. Writing. I mean, like, I mean, like back in the day, like you're you're growing up, you're a oh, kid. Like, what are your what are your, what are your parents playing? Um. Well, that's another story. I was pretty much raised by my grandmother. Um, oh. We all had very different tastes. Um, I'm from a small, small town in West Virginia, so there was a lot of Little House on the Prairie, which I secretly hated, and the Waltons, which I secretly hated, and, you know, little me was off watching Charlie's Angels and, you know, Police Woman, or um, what else did I love? I loved Flip Wilson. I loved the Carol Burnett show. I actually ended up on Broadway with Carol. She was a huge idol for me when I was little. Um, wow. How no happy days, Laverne and Shirley. No, I mean, no, no. Back, back. Don't, don't, just skip, don't, don't just skip over us on Broadway. Like, so tell us how that happened. Like, what was the story there? 
I auditioned and I got the gig and it was my first Broadway audition. I was 25. This was another lifetime ago at this point, but it sort of gives you cred when you land a Broadway play with someone like that. That's got a- absolutely. So and like, I, and I learned a lot, you know, I mean, this is the thing about New York city. Like I, I, the majority of people that are in show business, like I, I moved to LA and I married my husband late and I stayed here they really celebrate celebrity here and they don't care what kind of celebrity. In New York, everybody's, everybody thinks of themselves, whether they're a celebrity or not, as a very blue collar kind of actor. It's a trade, you do it. Sometimes you hit big, sometimes you get a name, sometimes you, you know, but she started out there with, you know, five roommates that were like Shirley MacLaine and I can't remember who else, but she was just so real. Carol Burnett's so real that, and it was the first place she'd done since her Broadway debut when she was in her twenties and she was in her sixties when we did this. I don't even know what I'm trying to get at. I'm trying to get at the fact that it sounds like, Oh my God, that's so impressive, but it never felt, it never felt like egotistical on anybody's part. It felt like, um, cred just straight up street cred you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i'm proud of it because i worked with someone that worked her way up like so many people that are true showbiz icons and legends have they weren't you know somebody's kid or they weren't famous from a reality tv show or, or you know and all new york is still that way you work you do you do what comes down the pike you don't necessarily need to like blow up and, and be huge to have a fulfilling career. Not at all. And when like, you're younger, you want that because your ego needs fed and you right. know, if you didn't get enough tension when you were a child, which most of us didn't, and that's why we're in this business, you know, you think it's going to be some sort of salve for, for healing and making you feel better. And you know, the older you get, you just want to work. You just want to do good work. You just want to do good scripts. You want to be around good people. And I'm lucky that I, I got to do that early and I've kind of have continued to do that through my career, you know? Mm-hmm. So Sorkin, I mean, you know, Rebecca Cutter and Hightown and it's, yeah, they're great, great people. Around. Right. I'm lucky. I'm having a glass of wine, by the way. It's well, been a hell of a week. I'm, uh, I'm having a, a giant cup of shut your fucking bitch and coffee. There you go. <laughs> um, that mug. You'd, uh, <laughs> You'd mentioned um, your husband real quick because mm-hmm. uh, in the back and forth when I was setting this up with you, you basically said like, hey, look, if you're trying to get to my husband uh, through me, and of course, That's I had LA. no idea. That's like, like, I, like, like, yeah. I, like, yeah. like I literally, you know, you'd like the, the tweet that I'd put out, the, the, the trial of the Chicago 7, the, the movie that you're in. And, and I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool that, a, that one of the actors or actresses, uh, you know, liked it or whatever. So I reached out and when, and when you said like, you're not trying to get to my husband, I was like, what the, f- what is she talking about? No, I was nice so, about it though. Wasn't oh, no, no, like, totally. You read out su- loud exactly how I worded it because I was trying to be very gracious. You were super nice about it. Okay, but good, I didn't, I, I honestly didn't know. I didn't know who your husband I mean, there's, was. There's a lot of people that do these sort of, in, you know, Instagram live podcasts and the whole thing. And He's a big deal. He's awesome. People he is a big him. deal. So I, deal. I told my wife the quick story and I said, her fucking husband is Bender. So here we are. <laughs> she just laughed. My wife's yeah. like, oh, that's so good. But anyway, that's uh, neither here nor there. 
let's get into uh, the, the one of the reasons why we have you uh, uh, tonight on the Toddcast. Could this movie be any more uh, appropriate for what the States is going through right now? Yeah, we need it. He's always had his finger on the pulse. I have a very minor role and I can't say much about what it is. It's involved with the Bobby Seal storyline because, you know, it's not out yet and we're not really allowed to talk too much about anything. And I'm, again, I'm lucky I'm in it at all. But he's always been that guy. You know, he's re-releasing the West Wing right now and having a reunion and doing some new episodes and and... He's always been that guy. Social network, he's always had his finger on the pulse of what's political. I mean, To Kill a Mockingbird is timely right now. Huge success on Broadway with, you know, the civil unrest and the systemic racism that exists here. He's, he's that guy. I'm totally proud to be a part of it in any capacity, of course. Who wouldn't be? Uh, I mean, that, that, that trailer really is... Um... Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And brilliant Sasha Baron Cohen is putting out another Borat movie. A Borat? Like, how, after how, this, like I mean, it's how does that happen? Like, really? Because You're going to get brilliant. And I think again? he's going to win an Oscar for this. And it, to, to see the juxtaposition of his, of his performance in Chicago 7, which I was lucky enough to see some, and watch him be Borat, you're going to see his range. It's brilliant to, to show marketing and all of it like it's he's just so smart batman i'm a huge fan so yeah i mean it, it really is it, it is amazing it's probably like one of the most apropos times to be releasing something like that how long would that take something a project like that start to finish is that like a is that months I mean, or is that when you have a role or? like mine you show up for a day or two and you shoot i think they shot four months maybe five months i don't know oh, so it's no, big big features don't take three three to six depending right you know? okay all right and uh we we kind of touched quickly on this before i was like oh hold up i mean more back to like when you're a little kid but what are you right now what what are the shows that you're binge watching like i can't outlander's I can't. brilliant so good outlander's brilliant we love barry we love um there's so much we watch uh, we just finished watching The Comey Method because we were big House of Cards fans and our friend Mike Kelly is in both. Um, the, the, on the, the House of Cards note, how much did that throw you when Kevin Spacey's uh, The News came out? Not uh, much. It didn't, hey? It's just, it's just showbiz and it was just the time of that's what's going on down here. It's all so sad. Our culture is really, everything's quite crippled and... And unwell in America, if you ask me, I think the whole reason we have a reality TV president is because, you know, art educates and elevates. And if it's not art, where are you in your culture? And we're seriously lacking that. So, I mean, when somebody says, oh, he touched me, he touched me, he touched me. And of course, that was going to happen. I mean, the thing that was even more shocking about all of that was that House of Cards honestly became, it was no longer relevant, you know, because like the, the next had day. a White House that was even worse and more toxic and more criminal and more, you know. Right. How do you, how do you keep up to, to actual real life? Right. Yeah, it is something else. Right. You can't, you can't. But there's so much good TV right now. There's so many wonderful things on. We were big Game of Thrones fans. Um, I think... The morning show is incredible. There's good work everywhere. Ironically, I think there is more good television than there 
than there are good films. I think that's been the case. And why is that? Is it, is it for so many things? I mean, hand tale is brilliant. When you ask me something, it's like there's we consume so much regularly. I think Hightown is brilliant. I'm ha I'm happy to have a part in Hightown. I mean, it's all female helmed, strong female lead. When's the last time you saw hot lesbian sex on screen, if ever? You see somebody struggling with demons, and there's a serious opioid crisis in this country, not just in Cape Cod. You know. When you're an actor, this is why you do this, unless you just want to be on a red carpet and look pretty on Instagram. <laughs> you want to do things that matter and help people, help society, help humans, you know, figure their shit out. So that's, that's my MO lately. You know, I always want to work. Of course, I would like to get the big thing that would allow me to choose what projects I do more, but you know, that's what's coming down the pike. I'll do it. I work on video games. I still do voiceovers. I still do some sure. animation now and then. Yeah. You know, I've done soaps. I've done prime time. You know, whatever. Traveling down this path, then, Kate, does that mean that you were a drama nerd in in high school? I don't know. I mean, I guess I was a nerd. I guess. I mean, my seventh grade teacher came to me and told me that she wanted me to be the lead in this play. I didn't even really audition for it. So it was sort of fate had a hand kind of just showed up and she threw a script on my desk. That's literally how it happened. Threw a script on my desk and she said, I think you'd be good at this. Hmm. Learn this part and let's do it. And I'm and I fell in love. So it actually sort of saved me from a really bad childhood. I got out at 16 to go do summer stock theater. And then I got myself into Interlock and Arts Academy. And I was there with a lot of wonderful actors you might know, you know, Tom Hulse was there, Jennifer Ely was there, Elizabeth Marvel was there. Wow. So, you know, it's- That's, it, a, that's and, a pretty cool start. I don't think that many people would have that, you know, somebody championing them like that. Yeah, it was a total godsend. Totally. Because I had like zero self-esteem and zero, you know, self-worth. Really? And I think, he, I think she did it for well, when you're in a when you're in a bad childhood, you, you know, yeah. a lot of people in this business are in this business because they feel more than other people and they have demons and they live through stuff. And, you know, so I think if you're a good teacher, you see who needs healing and who needs watered. I got watered, luckily, and I bloomed. I'm lucky. Not everybody does, but I did. And how long was it till you got your first paying role? You know, I got paid in, in Kentucky for that summer stock stuff because I ended up upgrading from being like an apprentice. In my college days, I had some paying gigs. Okay. So late teens, early 20s. And then, I mean, you know, Broadway was 25. I was 25 when I got that gig. I was a baby still. I was still a baby and learning. So yeah. again, I got watered by Carol Burnett. It's great. She's yeah. still kicking. She's still going strong. That is amazing. Do you have any contact with her still? Once in a while. Via yeah. email. That is, I mean, that's yeah. incredible. She's an icon. She's a living, breathing icon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you think that it's important for somebody that's getting into um, acting to have representation to management or anything like that or I is think it nowadays you can do whatever you want i mean aren't there there's like a bond girl that that wrote to someone and had no agent or manager and she i don't remember who it was but if you google bond girl that no one knew and had no agent and ended up in a bond film anyone can do it you can do your instagram podcast things you can make your own videos now you can 
you know, there's YouTube. Look at Justin Bieber. Yeah. It'll come. It'll find you. Do what you love. Money finds you. The right people find you. Just do what you love. Just do it. Yeah, That's no, I mean, you know, I, I did terrestrial radio in Canada 15 years in Vancouver and five years before that, just kind of jumping around and paying the dues. Yeah. Uh, and when I got let go, so many friends were like, dude, why don't you just do a podcast, man? Like make a studio in your basement and, you know, you got to follow I mean, Jeff Ross, our friend Jeff Ross, who's a comedian, he does a podcast, yeah. a great manager of comedians named Barry Katz decided oh. to do what you did, what you're doing. And his podcast is huge now. It totally crushing. Expected. I mean, yeah. so many, so many people are doing podcasts now. Yeah. And I think that like that deal that Joe Rogan made with Spotify, that, All that, right. that of course will also push, you know, the yeah. content of podcasting to the forefront and give it yeah. some legitimacy, right? Yeah, absolutely. The only problem is, is that I think it's a bit oversaturated, like everything oh. else. Hundred percent. Everyone and their yeah. mother has one now, right? Like, Everybody. is there an original idea left anywhere? You I know? heard like, it's tricky. The company that, uh, like, I, I'm I'm sponsored by Blue Microphones. Oh yeah, we have we use Blue Mic in and, our studio upstairs. And, is that right? The yeah, Rad Mics. Right. I heard that they, because of the demand after COVID and the pandemic and everything, that I heard that they'd sold out of microphones. Like what? Everybody's stuck at home. Everybody is doing. You know a what else? I feel. I feel like, especially in America right now, too. Everybody wants their voice heard because there's the biggest voice we have is not a good one. No. I think no, there's something. Not. I think there's really something to that. Like you know, we need to hear ourselves and and say what's correct and right and and fight for our own thoughts and our own place energetically and spiritually and emotionally because we are being drowned out by someone who's quite stupid and evil so you know i watched a little bit of the presidential debate i'm not i'm and, still not okay and like i honestly i never in a million years thought that i would ever feel sorry for the u.s yeah and, neither and neither did we and like i'm way beyond feeling sorry like it's just it's sad it's pathetic it's like watching our country die and none of us are quite sure what's going to happen. That's how little faith but we have. Isn't it amazing that the, that there's a chance that that orange bozo could actually go through another time? It's, it's amazing that he's there now. I mean, and look, In the and first look this is also what's happening. We, you can't get away from talking politics, can you? Not at all. It's impossible. And, and I was never politically driven at all. Well, Until, it's nice to know how many people care about us here. You we, know? we do. And, we care. And, Kate, I'm, I'm curious. Can you remember what was the last movie that you saw in a theater? What was? I mean, it's been over. What was the last movie we saw in a theater? I can't remember. Something in New York. What did we see in New York? Some indie film. Oh, I remember what it was. Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is brilliant. <laughs> I heard that was awesome. Incredibly brilliant. That's the last film I saw. Yeah. Isn't Incredible. it weird? Like, where do you see that growing for, from now? Like, what if? What if we're stuck in where we we're are not. right now? We're not. Like, It'll it, all pass. It, is it? Passed. Well, hopefully it passes. I, I totally agree. Pass. The freaking, you know. Yeah. It's the plague. It's like, it's, it's no, I don't go there. I don't, I don't like the victim thing very much. We're in it. We have to be in the moment. We're still in the moment. It. Very few of us can remember what the last movie was we saw. 
I'm honestly not really sure what the last movie I saw in theater. It's probably like I've got kids. I got a seven and nine year old. Well, ten and nine right. just turned ten. Uh, likely it was an animated movie, but I couldn't tell you what it was. No idea. Right. Like who remembers that stuff? It's not like you're like, oh, it's probably going to be a pandemic coming around the corner, so I should probably remember that. It also just illustrates how how it's how much those things are just nothing but distractions. They're not yeah. that important, are they? Well, if any, yeah, I mean, that's that what important. it is. That's what it is that you're doing, is it not? And same for me. It's it's a distraction I I from mean, the everyday life. To remember what the last movie you saw is not important. To right. remember messages that the movie maybe, you know, instilled or inspired, that's what's important. Not not the the thing, not the event of going to the movie theater. Right. But a story that was told to you in whatever format, whenever it was, that changed you somehow or made you realize something or emotionally educated you or something. That's important. But you know, normally we go to 25 movies or 10 movies or however many movies a year. It doesn't matter when or what it was, right? It matters what the story is. It matters what you gleaned from it. Right. What are you taking away? Yeah, that's yeah. what's important. And what are we taking away from this? You know? From, yeah. Right. Like the content that we watch, how much is that going to change? Do people want to escape or do they want to, you know... Like sometimes I worry that the Chicago seven might not be what people want to see right now. Cause we're politicked out, you know? Um, yeah, Let's I don't see. know. I don't know. I mean, that... I'm not really worried about any of it. Like case or Sarah, whatever will be, will be right. But you know, how lucky are we to have so many things to choose from and so many distractions and right. You know, and so little time. Yeah. Let's get outside of, of acting and, 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 of course, what you're known for. I'm wondering, what is the music you're growing up to as a kid? We talked about the music and stuff with Everything. your grandma or the movies and stuff with your grandma and stuff. But, like, what are, you, what are you hearing as a kid growing up? Well, we were big on the Lawrence Welk show at my grandmother's. My mom loved all of the strong women like Helen Reddy and Joan Baez. And, you know, I was born in the 60s. So that influence was still there. I had older brothers and, and a sister, so I got a lot of that 70s classic rock. I grew up on that. Um, my mother was a pianist, and I played some piano, yeah. so I know classical music. I mean, I have a very lucky, wide breadth of taste with, with music. There's not, The only thing I really don't like is current country western. <laughs> well, today's country and western is almost light rock. I don't know what it is. There, it's, some of them rap. It's just freaking weird. It, it's give just me Johnny Cash. Give yeah, me old Dolly Parton. It's not Waylon Jennings. You know, you know it's no, not. Give uh, me Waylon Jennings. Yeah. Give me Hank Williams. Give me Hank Williams Jr. Give me yeah. Yeah. We actually just watched Ken Burns' documentary on country music. Have you seen that yet? No, I haven't. Way but, uh, better than his jazz one. It's really good. What is it about his documentaries? Like, how is he so damn good at what he does? Now, I don't know if I think his jazz documentary was good. This, really? this one might be one of his best, the country, the country music doc, because it's really America. Right. You know, it's, it's that old stuff that we, you know, honky tonk and gospel and old, old, um, why, why can't I think of the word, the old religious music, the old, I can't think of the word right now because I'm fried and haven't slept for two nights since the debate and have an emotional hangover. 
um, not the minstrels, the, you know, whatever. Uh, I, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, I can't, I can't tongue it either, but. Yeah, church music, old church music. Yes. Trump supporters would know what word I'm after. Yeah. Even though, <laughs> even though he doesn't go to church. Well, no, he takes the time to stand in front of one with a Bible after fucking pepper spraying everybody nearby. He's a reality TV guy. Everything it's, is staged. It Everything is, is insane. Everything. The is amount of lies and yeah, bile we're that very, comes very out of weary guy. here, and we're all we're all walking around every day with our breath held until November third. And now we've got the Proud Boys. See, back to politics. Um, amazing, right? Like, how do you know about the it, Proud Boys? I'm yeah. Like as a Canadian because watching, it's just like because mouth hit the hit the ground and it just stayed there, and the bully and the racism and the fucking everything about him is just vile. I know. And the Canadian, you guys are so nice and we love Trudeau and you're just the nicest people in the greatest country. And you know, it is something else having you guys for neighbors right now. <laughs> I mean, be someone, someone, there was, there was some hilarious meme that said Canada must feel like they live above a meth lab right now. Mm. You know, like, Totally. And before you guys were like the big brother, you guys were the big brother all the time. And like, you know, now it's just yeah. like ridiculous. But anyway, uh, switch, let's switch gears to sports. Are, okay. are, you, are you a big sports fan? What do you like to watch? What do you I'm like not to really. I'll, I'll be very honest with you. I'm not. Yeah. You know, if I, I love to go see live basketball, but that's not yeah. happening now. I mean, live uh, basketball has got to be one of the best sports to watch. Yeah, you know, it's elegant. It's, it's you know as a dancer like yeah and like the halftime like that testosterone male american american pastime i yeah. find it like didn't amy schumer say something in train wreck about about the intelligence in the room for someone who is like a diehard sports fan like it, it, it's fine it's great you love it that's great but there, it's not terribly i don't know so, so you weren't glued to the TV for the Stanley Cup finals? <laughs> My husband was kind of bummed. Um, I do love hockey. I mean, sure. Yeah. But I'm not a diehard anything. No, yeah. I'm way more of a, I'm way more of a literature, music, art, book, culture nerd than I am a sports fan. Yeah. I'm Fair starting enough. to lean that way, you know, in my early, earlier years, teens through 20s and stuff, sports big time. Soccer's now, great because, you know, I mean, it's, I love that it's kind of a fresh new sport here. Finally, the states are taking it seriously, and there's so many great young women and men, young, young people that are, that are playing, and they're good at it, and that's fun. But I don't, you know, yeah. if I had to pick a team, I don't, I don't have one. I don't have a team anywhere in any sports venue. Right. Not, not my jam. Well, soccer's, I mean, soccer's the biggest sport in the world. Yeah. How about uh, legalized marijuana? I mean, I'm there's fucking billboards every hundred feet in LA. I think it, it's fine. Right. I think it's fine. Because it's across Canada. It's not just like in BC. It's like yeah. across the it country. Needs to be, it needs to be here too. But, you know, we've got someone that's trying to roll us back to the 50s with a lot of people around him that think it's some sort of, you know, while they're all Adderalled out and full of Coke, it's so <laughs> evident to me, you know, or... Right hyped up on Xanax, the first lady, who knows? Um, but 
yeah, we like our weed. We like our weed. I think I think it's uh, I think it could be a great revenue for the country if it was sorted out the right way. So, well, totally. Like, uh, what was the state that you got? The, um, so to Colorado. Colorado kind of headed everything up. Yeah, and like I don't want to like put numbers in their mouths, but I think it was something like they made like six hundred million or something like that in a year. Yeah. And, so and of course that gets distributed to like, you know, education and health and everything else, right. blah, blah, blah. Right. Like it, it's just dumbfounding. Like when you know that that's what the revenues can be from something that's, you know, grown, it's, it's mother earth, it's nature. Yeah. And it helps people. It's it a helps people. It helps people. There's so many medical benefits. Yeah. There's so many yeah. textile benefits of Look it. Look at all the CBD and stuff that's everywhere now. Right. Like CBD when when you know ufc fighters and bellator fighters are kicking the shit out of each other mm -hmm. and after the fights they're using cbd oils sure. to recoup their bodies quicker so what is like what's that saying yeah neurogenesis marijuana promotes thc promotes neurogenesis yeah cbd helps you know inflammation like all of that helps anxiety helps people sleep there's so right. many things that it's good for and it's a money maker and it doesn't kill people like alcohol does Right. You know, so there's so much, there's so much growing we need to do. It's coming around though. I feel that it the is. States is, I feel that they're right there. Like they're close. There's enough yeah. states to kind of. Yeah, we are close. We're closer ever. than we've ever been. We're definitely. Totally. Closer than we've ever been. I, I, and all I, age groups that are legal and able to use it. I mean, you know, you got your mom now. It's like, I'll try a little. And, right. You know. What so, is legal? Okay, sure. I'll try it now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No more yeah, reaper I mean, madness. It, it, it's it's so much it's fur it's so much further than what I ever in a million years envisioned as mm -hmm. a kid smoking mm -hmm. weed and hiding from cops. Yeah. So I know. It's I mean, its I, way. I know. I grew up that way too. Yeah. Are you a good cook? Yes. Yeah. Same. Unequivocally, yes. Same. John is very spoiled. He gets like three meals a day a lot. Although I am so over, like LA still doesn't have its shit together. You can only eat outside and it's been a hundred degrees all week. It's miserable here. So wow. who wants to go eat outside in a hundred degree heat plus the lockdown. I mean, I'm so, I love to cook, but I am so over cooking right now and the dishes and the whole thing. We yeah. don't have kids, so it could be worse. I can only imagine. How's your wife holding up in all of this? Right. I mean, she's doing as good as, could be expected, I guess. It's just and really said, so lucky she's got you to help her cook, right? I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. Like I cook, uh, but I couldn't tell you where the washer and dryer is in my house. Um, right. You know, like we trade off jobs. Like we all have the, our roles. Yeah, like we? I do the cooking. Yeah. I go buy all the food and shit at the grocery store, and you know, I have the. I work at BCIT. I'm one of the instructors for the radio course uh, in the city here, and cool. I do the podcast. She doesn't work, but she's a stay-at-home mom she makes sure the kids are you know got their shit together and everything else and like it's right. i couldn't imagine not having kids it must you must have so much free time it must be mind-blowing well, we got married late we got married in our 40s you know so oh, yeah. we got married late and we kind of tried for a minute and then john was like you know what it'll just shit in the pool so <laughs> that's what sort of <laughs> and then when you get older i'm like i don't know if i can stay up all night you know, I haven't slept oh, for two, two nights and I'm like a mess right now. Like it's all, it's okay. We have a lot of animals. We have a lot of godchildren and nephews and nieces and yeah. 
it's all fine. And those are the best kids anyway. Then you can spoil yeah, the shit out of them. Back at the end of the night. Slime them with sugar and send them back. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you could have a superpower, Kate, which power would you want to have? Oh, God. I think, I think maybe to, to give everybody the capacity to – that's a tough one. Right. You don't want to be cliche and go, to love everyone. Uh, or, yeah, or, I want to I be able to fly. I think you know? that if people are intelligent, I think intelligence, it's easier to be a good person if you are intelligent. I think that a lot of hatred and pain comes from ignorance and fear comes from ignorance. I think that if I had a superpower, I would just make everybody elevate I think I would make everybody's brains bigger. And if your brain is bigger, I think your heart and your soul get bigger. So I think that's what I would do. That's awesome. So like we use like, what do they say? Like eight or 9% of our brain capacity. So mm-hmm. if your power would be to like, you know, boost us up to 25% kind of thing. Oh yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> that's awesome. That'd be so that's, great. How great would that be? That's an awesome superpower. And maybe I, we could even like teleport then, or we could, you know, quantum, we could live in our other realities. Ding, right? Like, that I mean, is there the, are people in this country that have never traveled. Can you believe? There's a part of their brain that's so itty bitty. You know what it's like when you travel and you go somewhere that is nothing like where you live or what you what your life is like. You can literally feel your brain expand and grow. Uh, mind opening. It, it, and, it's and, a and, and mind you blower. Love your fellow man a bit more because those are oh, that's another human being just like me. We're all pink and stink on the inside. Yeah, you know? pink like, and stink. <laughs> There's that, you know, I just, I'm just so exhausted by ignorance right now. I think we all are so tired. Yeah. Where's the, where's the, where's your favorite place that you've kind of traveled to vacation to, you know, opening up your mind, speaking of, I mean, I loved Indonesia. I loved Malaysia. I loved Thailand. Um, We've been to Europe a lot. I love Canada. I mean, the Pacific Northwest and Canada is insane. Vancouver is insane. Sea to Sky Highway. Yeah. Nature on steroids. Heading up to um, We love Australia. I've never been to Australia. That's a place that I would love to go to, but for whatever reason, I've just never never had the time, never. You know what they're doing. They take care of their, their young. They take care of their old. You're sick. You get taken care of. Yeah. Taxes are high, but... It goes to all the right things. Well, eat the right I mean, food. We're used to high taxes. I mean, I think uh, you're like 45% taxed here in Canada at the highest tax bracket. Yeah, and you guys have 45. a great you have a great society up there. Yeah, you know, if, if I feel like shit, I just go to the doctor. It doesn't cost me anything. I don't know what we're doing here. And that I don't blows know why my mind. It's taking so long for anything to. The I mean, I studied a little bit of Spangler and Toynbee in college. And, you know, they talk about the birth and the death of a civilization and the lifespan of a civilization. And we're so young, but it all happens so fast. It's like the Roman Empire. If you compare the United States of America to the Roman Empire, I mean, analogously, it is right on track to just implode. You know? The infancy of America. And the, and the power that we got in that infancy when we are so nowhere near as advanced as so many other, I mean, men in Paris are getting maternity or in France are getting maternity leave. You know, know when I took maternity leave 
from the radio station that I was working for in Vancouver, I was given a hard time about it. Yeah, that's a shame to me. That surprises me too, because Canadians are so, you know, you guys well, have your shit together about so much stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if, if it's so much that it was Canada as that it was a radio station. Oh, dude, if you were to leave, like, you know, how are we going to get the ratings? And it's, I'm like, I don't care how you get the ratings. I want to be home with my wife and brand new kid. Yeah, absolutely. That was something else. And then, so my second one, I took way more time off and basically said, you want to fucking fire me? Go nuts. Like, this yeah. is how it's going out. The first time I came back way too soon. This time, I, I think I took four months off for the second and I took a like two or three weeks off maybe for the first. Good for you. And, and the second time I just said, you know what, man? If, if, if you need to fire me, go nuts. Like I'm not coming back for a few well, months. There's a lot, there's a lot of, of male chauvinism in, in many places. It's not just in America. Like I think sometimes it's so ingrained that a, a woman's place is that and a man's place is this. And totally. no matter what and that, country it, you live in or, you know, whether your government gives you men maternity leave or not, you know, what do the other guys think? So, yeah, totally. Like it, yeah. it wasn't just my work. Like when I posted like on Facebook or whatever, like, Oh, I'm taking some time off, going to hang with my wife and my, you know, newborn. Yeah. I, I had like friends who were like, dude, you know, that's for chicks, right? I mean, it's, it's like, just, really? This is what I mean about really? making brains bigger. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, like heaven forbid, I want to show my family love. Yeah. I feel you. I want to wrap this up uh, with, and thank you again, Kate, for, for the time thank tonight. you for wanting to talk to me because I never really feel like, like why me? You know? Are you kidding like, me? Like, You've got a great story to tell. Come on. You. Be like Everybody that. does, though. Everybody, Everybody has a great story. Absolutely. I want you to tell us a good story if you can. Have you had a near-death experience? Not, not where you're like floating over your body or whatever, or flying to a lighter shit. More like, holy crap, I could have died there. Um, yeah, I was, in a, I was in a car accident in college in San Diego, and I was by myself. And I got into like an eight-car pileup in an old, shitty 78 Gremlin AMC. Whoa, like uh, the Wayne, Gar Wayne, uh, Wayne's World yeah, car? Yeah, 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 that car. <laughs> nice. The black, the, the yellow with the black stripes. Jerry Seinfeld actually had one on, on comedians and cars. And I, I think I really, it's funny that you asked me about this because I brought this up to John recently about how I was in the hospital. I woke up in, in a hospital like alone and I, I didn't remember how I got there, but I knew I was in a car accident and my backs were giving me a lot of problems lately. I had to wear a neck brace forever. I was like waitressing in a Mexican restaurant with a neck brace on and this stupid like, you know, cotillion Mexican like quinceanera outfit thing. And, um, <laughs> but I, I honestly don't, I remember the accident happening. I remember hearing noise of the car's clanging and everything. I remember flying through like the air. What? I remember, and I, then after that, I woke up alone in a hospital and I had no one to call because I was in San Diego and all my family was still in West Virginia. And this isn't like a boo-boo, poor me story at all. No, not taking it cell phones. It was, you know, I had like a college roommate that I kind of hated. I didn't have a boyfriend at the time. I didn't have any family there. I think I was like a freshman or a sophomore. And um, I don't even remember, the only thing I remember is the accident and flagged in there and thinking, oh, fuck. And then I woke up in the hospital with this 
thing on my neck. And I don't even remember how long I was there. I don't remember getting discharged. I don't remember how I got back to my apartment. There's like a whole like chunk of months around that occurrence that I am realizing lately. I don't remember at all. That is crazy. Yeah. So trauma, I'm probably just disassoci- I disassociated. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Brain just like, oh, just snip that out. You don't need to remember that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that one, yeah. And then the other ones, I, I took really bad acid once and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I couldn't remember my name. So, vaguely sounds like grade 12 to me. It's actually right when I moved to New York in my early 20s, but... I was a late bloomer with a lot of stuff. So, you know. Yeah. But anyway, I just, I'm so glad I found you and that you found me. And I follow you on Twitter now and I follow you on Instagram now. And, oh, you know, cool. thanks for giving a toss. Absolutely. Thank you for and taking the time here to, to come Sure. Yeah. Sure. You're simply uh, at I am Kate Miller on Twitter. What are you, are you the same? Same on Instagram. Same on Instagram. Okay. At I am Kate Miller. Same. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, I guess we'll wrap it up with that. Sure. I guess we'll see you online. The Toddcast podcast on toddhancock.ca.